guys, and welcome to Dating in the City. I'm Alessandra Conti. And I'm Christina Conti Pineda. And we are so happy to be here. We also have a little man. You may hear his utterings. Um, and it's not, it's not a, uh, it's not a little man that we're dating. <laughs> I because most of the both people. of our men are quite large, quite <laughs> XL. Well, so is Austin. As is Austin, yeah. <laughs> but yes, we have Austin with us today. Um, so if you hear any just mutterings, Austin has found his voice, you know? <laughs> he's finding his voice and he's not afraid to use it. <laughs> I found my voice and I'm not afraid to use it. Is that from Taylor kind of Armstrong, um, her Real Housewife? Yes. Okay. Her Real Housewives of Beverly Hills tagline. Oh, I see. I found my voice, and I'm not afraid to use it. <laughs> but anyway, you guys, welcome. We're so excited to be with you this week. And as you guys know, and I'm actually not sure if you all know, if you're new here, um, we're so happy to have you. Um, and we have. So we record weekly, uh, excuse me, we, every week you can get new content from us. So if you are a podcast listener, we already have like a bajillion podcasts that you can catch up from on the, wherever you get your podcasts at Dating in the City. But if you are into, if you're missing us one week on the podcast, you can always go over to our YouTube channel, which is Matchmakers in the City. Um, it's a little, is it confusing? I don't know that it's confusing. Yeah. It's just the channel for Matchmakers in the City and Matchmakers in the City right, is that's the our company. company it's mm-hmm. our company name that we founded nine years ago and we have a team of matchmakers, but for the YouTube, it is also just the channel for matchmakers in the city. And we happen to be the only two matchmakers that do videos for the channel. Right, but we're... We don't allow the other matchmakers. <laughs> that we're in control. Yeah. yeah, we're in control. Evil laughter. Um, but anyway, so yeah, if you guys are ever just yearning for more content from us, and they're shorter videos um, than obviously the podcast. Right, they're more specific, whereas here we, we will talk about, we just deep dive into, we can get yes. pretty deep into a lot of different topics. Totally. Um, yeah. And, and this trending things too, because yeah. you can't always do that on YouTube. Yeah. And this mm-hmm. week's YouTube is actually a very trending, um, a very trending topic. We do a Matchmakers React video about Bridgerton, um, which is the new Netflix movie, um, the new Netflix series that I am just completely enamored with. And I'm actually considering like re-watching it because it was just such a delight. Wow. It was a pure delight. Did you ever see Sanditon, Alessandra, when it came out? Wait, San- no. It was on the what PBS, on PBS, the Masterpiece Theater. Oh. Seriously, it might be on the website. You might be able to, I'm not sure how to get it right Sanditon. now. But that was Jane Austen's last unfinished novel. Oh. And they finish it <gasps> in the series. Oh my it was gosh. really fun. And there's some things in there that you want question are a little more risque than Jane Austen oh, would write. Perfect. But I really enjoyed it. And I think you would like it. If you if you're considering rewatching it, I would look up Sanditon first and see oh if my you gosh. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. So anyway, let's pop into our very first segment. Stars. They're just like us. 
In this segment, we discuss the top relationship-related stories in pop culture today and how to apply them to you in real life. Okay, so you guys, breaking news, Claire and Dale, Claire of The Bachelorette, who we <gasps> talked about ad nauseum, have officially broken up. Okay, we don't want to say we told you so. We definitely called we that one. beyond. You especially. I don't it. really... I know. didn't really know too much, but it sounded doomed from the start. Oh my gosh. What you were saying. It's just, it's weird though, because I'm, I'm shocked that it, 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 this was really quick. I mean, this yeah. was, this was even sooner. Than you thought it was going to be. I mean, it's just, it's shocking because she was so, the level of delusion that she had was so next level. Right. That I really thought that they would ride it out at least a little bit longer. When did they actually start dating Alessandra from the show? What was that? What's been the timeline? It's been, I mean, it started a few months ago. Yeah, it's only been a few months. Maybe like four months. Well, you can't. Yeah, you can't fake it. You can't fake it that long. You can't fake it that long. It's just, it's, (sighs) these relationships, they're fires that burn out. It's, they are very passionate in the beginning and then... You can't sustain it. No, it's so true. And I can just imagine he must have felt so just like trapped because she was such a loon in it. I'm (laughs) sorry, Claire. I'm sorry. Like, I feel bad. But she was so beyond. Well, maybe she'll learn for next time because she's been through. I feel like she's done this a bunch of times. Yeah. And now it's in front of the whole world. I know. I'm honestly, (laughs) I'm a little concerned for her her. well-being. Like, I'm concerned for her well-being. Because she's a little emotionally unstable. you know what, Alessandra? It could be one of those coming to Jesus moments. Yeah. Or one of those wake-up calls for her because she might have needed that. Remember I've talked about falling, the Katy Perry song, Falling on the Conk, Falling... Fun is a good night. Yeah. I'm letting it go away. Yeah, Alessandra always likes to. to uh, wait, how does it feel on, on the concrete? Yeah. Sometimes Austin is you... staring at me and he's so cute. <laughs> on the concrete. Oh, oh, sorry, guys. He just he just threw something at me. He threw his rosary beads at me. He's trying to exercise me. Chew toy. Here, boo. Here, chew on that, honey. Yeah. So the, I always I've told you about this before. It's actually in the in what I wrote about what I wish I knew when I was single on our website. Yeah. The, the story of my love story, basically. Yeah. And just talking about how sometimes you need those falling on the concrete heartbreak yeah. moments. You had, to a, be you had able a lot to. of those. I know I did. But you had one really intense one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, you had a couple, but yeah, definitely. I think one, one was, was yeah. really just foundational and shaking me up and realizing yeah. I'm, what am I doing with my life. I think, yeah, I think <laughs> every single girl does have that. They need that. Like, we we need that. At just having that soul-crushing mm. breakup that you thought that this, oh my gosh, this is it. This is the person. And then it's just like everything becomes clear. And so, yeah, it's just so 
valiant, I feel. And we really have to give these single men and women so much credit for just consistently, like, it's like a battle. Like, you get shot down, your <laughs> leg was blown off, you know, you're bleeding profusely. You know, you have to then mend and you have to get that leg sewed back on or even get a bionic leg. Um, now in 2021, that's a possibility. But it really is like a wartime situation, like an emotional, an emotional battleground, being single and having to go through like all this stuff. And especially poor Claire, you know, 40 and oh gosh, she's just, homegirl just wants to get married and have, have some children. Yeah. She's ready. She yeah. ready. But anyway, so the in real life question here is, and we do talk about this a lot, but should you trust your instincts in the beginning of a relationship? And this is actually exactly what I was thinking about when you were speaking, Alessandra, mm-hmm. that there are ways to guard your heart mm-hmm. that a lot of people don't use. And that's what I work on with some of our coaching clients. Mm-hmm. Because if you go in and totally trust your instincts, like you're saying, mm-hmm. then you might be led astray. Mm-hmm. And the importance is, yes, we do have instincts and that's important. And those can sometimes guide us and those can help lead us into the right direction. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we're blinded by our rose-colored glasses of what we want to believe about the person and how, what we want to happen, which ends up hurting us. Totally. I think that every single person listening who's single... I think you need to do a kind of self-awareness check and figure out what type of person are you? Are you the type of person who falls in love on the first date and you get so excited about somebody and you're just like hook, line, and sinker, all right, great, let's plan the wedding? Or are you the type of person who you don't connect with anybody on a first date and it's really difficult for you to connect and you just are constantly saying, oh, I just wasn't attracted to them. Oh, I didn't like his hand or, oh, you know, I didn't like that, you know, he has a roommate or, oh, I don't like that, you know, whatever you find he or she or, oh, I don't like that she has, you know, I couldn't tell if I was physically attracted to her because she was wearing a dress that didn't fit her, form fit her or whatever. Like if you're that guy or that girl, then the advice is going to be different for you but I think that the way that everybody needs to kind of like the thing here is that what we see is a lot of self-sabotage quote-unquote instincts that are self-sabotaging people so as matchmakers working with very successful men and women or even like not like when we say very successful there's always like a relative but men and women who have good careers who are at a great place in their life who are ready to find love but who haven't found it yet aka our clients and i think that the biggest issue that i see when we're reading our um the date feedback from the matchmakers and from them is that they say these things that are like, oh, like, yeah, I had a nice time, but I have this voice inside saying no. Or, oh, I had a nice time. And then it's like, but sweetheart, yes, that is, it is important for you to listen to the voice within. I'm not saying don't listen to the Holy Spirit, but at what point is that voice self-sabotaging you? Because Claire's voice from within, she said, 
that's my husband. I knew that was my husband. Right. Okay? So it's like right. you need to take a step back and say, okay, what is this voice within that I'm listening to? Yeah. Is this self-sabotaging? Is this voice within? Is it always saying no? And will only say yes if the guy is a, you know, looks like a model but happens to be a cardiologist? Or is this voice someone that, is this a voice that wants you to be happy and is open and is is saying, oh, you know what? It's impossible to know a person on a first date. Let's give him another shot. So, like, it's very important to kind of... um What's the word? Put that voice within, like put him on trial and say, hey, who are you? Yes. Who are you? Because it's also that voice is the voice that's talking to you all day long. So, but especially with relationships, it can be a little convoluted. Yep. Right, honey? That is, and that also drives Sorry, I'm, I'm talking to Austin right now, asking him about what do you think about the voice within? Anyway, so. that is discernment. Yep. Exactly oh, what you're saying. That, that, that's the word discernment. discernment. And we can, it's hard to know what voice is when we're hearing mm-hmm. voices, the voice of the Holy Spirit, as opposed to other things yes. going on. Your ego. Right. Your, the voice of, and it doesn't even matter what you believe in. It's like consciousness. Right. Yes. Right. So, sorry, continue. And that's why it's important to pay attention to some to give things time and space Mm. because that's the only way that you can discern if this is a good choice for you or a bad choice for you. Yeah. And that's why, so if you're consistently feeling pretty good about the person or who you're dating, but here and there, there are little flare ups, you have to have conversations. That's usually a good sign. If you're always feeling like there's a cloud hanging over you and then you get a little bit of a glimmer here and there of, of happiness, but you feel that constant pressure on your heart, that's, I know that feeling when it's not the right person for Mm -hmm. you. But what I'm saying is that it's really important to almost get out of your head for these single men and women because it's almost like with a great person, and this goes back to attachment theory, where women and men who are anxious have anxious attachment style um they tend to fall in love in they they misconstrue the feeling quote unquote being in love with intermittent reinforcement so they misconstrue a um attraction for drama for somebody who's hot and cold so when they meet somebody who is like consistent and isn't hot and cold they then are like oh well this is too boring for me to be like Mm -hmm. oh this person like they're really nice but I just don't think that like they don't get me like I'm not I don't feel passionately about them of course you don't feel passionately about them you don't know them so anyway, that I totally get. Yes, the cloud things for what, sure. Right, but if that's, but I'm meaning that for a few months. Yes, 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 not yes, 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 yes. An immediate. Yeah. I have a cloud over me, so I'm gonna say no. No, that's you're paying attention to every single day that you're yeah. in a relationship with this person. And I'm always talking about more of the relationship 
rather than you're talking yeah, more about I'm talking dating. about the dating phases yes. because I think for a lot of these people it's it's really hard for them to even get into that relationship yes. phase because they psych themselves out I know. in the dating phase and they say oh they mistake they they haven't done that discernment where it's like I I just see this every day. Right. So it's like you're psyching yourself out of a really beautiful healthy relationship. Yeah. So, so the moral of the story is pay attention to those voices discern where they're coming from and mm-hmm. discern are these voices that are helping you bringing you closer to love or voices that are bringing you further away from love uh-huh. and more into isolation yeah we all know Iso- about isolation right now and that's yeah. not good we were born for community mm-hmm. and love and partnership yeah anyway okay great i love that thanks christina um, let's discuss the Armory Hammer situation. Do you have any idea what's going on? I've heard his name before. Now I'm forgetting. I'm wondering who okay. he is. Why do they all have these strange names? I know. It's Army so Hammer and who's Megan Fox dating? Um, oh, Brian Austin Green. Oh, oh yeah, that's, that's her ex. Um, what's his name? Oh my god, Megan Fox, Machine Gun Kelly. (laughs) Doesn't Dan love Machine Gun Kelly randomly? Oh. No, I I don't know. Oh, no, Alan does. I'm sorry. He likes Machine Gun Kelly's music. It's so weird. But anyway, um, so, okay, so Army Hammer. Do you remember the movie The Social Network? Remember the Winklevoss twins? Um, He's, like, strapping. He's this, like, all-American, gorgeous, like, hunk of a man okay. he's a beautiful man okay. he's truly a beautiful man and his name is army hammer. army hammer yeah and he's like he's been in other movies call me by her name or call me by your name um anyway which was like bizarrely about a teacher a professor that has a, a relationship with his male student so like he's done some strange stuff Wait, his male student or yeah her? no oh. his his yeah 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 Oof, so yeah. and he's like older i don't know it's just very like questionable I, whatever I, and no you know whatever anyway okay so army has been thrust into the gossip sites and um the gossip train um because this woman um that he was allegedly um, like in a relationship with mm. unleashed unleashed what is it like she revealed or she like gave up she posted um these conversations mm. that like there they were dms or text messages that she had with army mm. about um and and it was like basically he was like when you read them it's so disturbing it's like it talks about cannibalism he talks about like he wants to like like cut her toe off and like keep it with him and then like all this like really weird weird, like you know those weird like slave master situations strange so strange strange. like you know how people there's like that whole right there's strange cultures such strange cultures and for some people it's totally normal and then he even he just said a lot of bizarre serial killer like alleged allegedly and this is my opinion that it's bizarre mm. i mean it's a lot of people's opinion and it's just really weird so anyway um it's just a really icky weird situation sure my question to you christina in real life is it is it a red flag if a guy's into creepy things <laughs> yes like <laughs> is it a red flag oh yes especially okay let's talk about what the definition of creepy is because 
anything sexual that's weird is creepy. Okay? (laughs) So this, whatever this is. But I think that there's, like, a line. Because there are certain things that, like, okay. So, like, example. Normal, I'm into, like, crime podcasts. Right. Abnormal, me texting my significant other about like chopping him up right. and like fantasizing about that and saying that it's turning me on. Exactly. That is the perfect example, Alessandra. Yeah. So I think it's like normal because some women then are like, oh my gosh, well, my boyfriend like listens to Crime Junkie all the time. He like <laughs> listens to Dateline. He watches like the, the Hillside Strangler or whatever. Oh, no, no, The What is it? The, the, um, there was just the, the Night Stalker on Netflix. Me and Alan watched it together and bless us. We, I was, oh, I gosh. was like, it's scary. It was too scary for me, but I, whatever, we powered through. Um, but like then it, because then it, you, you can rabbit hole and you can be like, oh my gosh, like should, is this abnormal? If that's abnormal, then I'm abnormal. Like, and a lot of women in their twenties and thirties who like listen to these things are, but I don't think that it is. I think that it's in, like, it's fascinating and it's interesting. It's one of your side interests. Yeah. Yeah. But I think when it crosses that line of being like sexual deviancy. Yeah, it's a sexual deviancy. <laughs> right. That yeah. is a problem. That's is that that's a problem. Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah. So yeah. if a guy is like, all right, I'm gonna, you know, yeah, it's 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 also a choice for the women, you know, if you wanna engage in that kind of, you know. Oh, oh God! I know it's so. There's icky. a lot of issues. With, yeah, that are that's that the are thing. there. That's the mm-hmm. thing. It's because like even if it's like oh like let's do this for fun one night, but if it's like oh you want to like, you know oh it's yeah there's a line. So anyway, okay let's let's move on. Christina, can you tell us a little bit about our Patreon? Sure. If you're not on Patreon, you are missing out. It is a wonderful way to get more of what you're hearing right now. Additional content, secret content. We don't share it with anyone else. So these are videos that are not going on our YouTube channel. These are photos that no one else is seeing. We are not posting it on our Instagram. And you get things every month. There's different levels. So if you love this podcast and you want to support it, you can do even a small thing every month. If you want to do a big donation, you can just... It is a wonderful way to become part of the club, the, the Dating in the City Club. And as you guys know, this is very much our passion project, and we really just love doing the podcast. Exactly. So if you like what you hear, subscribe to our channel, and then also you can leave us a five-star review because that helps other people get the dating advice that we are giving on this show. Awesome. All right, let's move on to sisterly advice. Every week we answer a listener's burning question and every week we give you advice that only your sister would give you. Hi sisters. First of all, I love your podcast and I feel like I know you guys, which is why I feel like I can come clean about a dirty secret I have. I am 29, 30 in one month and have never been in a real relationship before. I have gone on pseudo dates with guys who I met online. I have made, I've had major crushes on guys in college slash through school And I've had pen pal relationships, a.k.a. a ton of texting with guys who never pulled the trigger to take the relationship any further. But I've never actually had a boyfriend. I feel really self-conscious and embarrassed about it, and I feel like it's holding me back. What is wrong with me? What am I doing wrong? How can I change this? 
from 30-year-old relationship virgin. Ooh, I like that. Well, first of all, lovely listener, I want you to know that this is something that I've actually seen so frequently over the past nine years when I'm doing consultations with women who are in their 20s and like even early 30s who are like, listen, like I know I'm doing a matchmaker meeting, but I need you to know I've never actually been in a real relationship before. Right. Like, we do hear that a lot, yeah. actually. And even men. Yes. We've heard that from yes. men too. Yes. So unless they may not be saying it as often, but yes. Yeah, it's, it's a little less with men, and I think also men are just a little more closed off. Yeah. That I don't think they would maybe... Oh, Come sorry, clean guys. about it. I don't. Yeah, I don't think that they would reveal that right. as easily. But I think, but just from yeah. all the time and experience we've had with people, yeah. we can see. Yeah, I'm like, oh, okay, that, you know, quote-unquote relationship, did you ever say, you're my girlfriend? No, well, yeah, <laughs> So anyway, so first of all, there's nothing to be, I want you to just say goodbye to the shame that you're associate that you're associating, 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 associating. So I want you to say goodbye to the shame that you're associating with this, that you've never been in a relationship before. Um, I just know that it is not abnormal it is a lot more normal than you think it is. It's just nobody talks about it. So A, I want you to not be self-conscious about it um, and don't be embarrassed about it, okay? B, what is wrong with you? There may be a few things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Come I'm just to kidding. Matt Chakers in the city. We'll, we'll fix tell them yeah. All. We'll, we'll tell you and we'll fix it. No, no, no. I'm just kidding. If you're open to constructive yeah. criticism, if you're open, which a lot of people aren't. No. But listen, I mean, it's tough to break down exactly what your personal hurdles are and what your personal issues are. Obviously, without knowing you, but I can definitely say that generally, there's nothing like detrimental that's unfixable about you and about your situation. We've worked with so many different people over the past nine years. Everybody has something. Um, and in, unless it's like you've killed a man, it's not something that we can't work through. Exactly. And there are roadblocks that you might not even be aware of that you're placing before a relationship. And that's what we actually diagnose yeah. here. But at Matchmakers in the City, but I also wanted to say that the fact that you are open to knowing, you know, maybe I'm not perfect. We're not. But a lot of times we like to think we are and we like to think we're always right. And if they only did it in this way, they wouldn't have that issue. So just it's amazing that you're coming and saying, you know what, I don't have it all figured out. I'm humble about this. Yeah. And when you realize that I actually could learn something from someone else or I'm open to changing how I do this a little bit, mm-hmm. then you're opening yourself to so many more blessings than someone who's fully saying, you know what, I'm perfect. I'm And there, yeah. that's pride getting in the way. Yeah. So it's hard to be humble, but it's worth it. And you are already have the first step to making getting to that relationship that you so desire and my advice would be to to 
just go on a journey of figuring out, okay, what are some areas that I can help attract the man I want to marry? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I, yes, I think that we need to, if you're 29, you're about to be 30, this is such an amazing time for you to start prioritizing this element of your life. And I'm assuming that you've prioritized other areas of your life. It sounds like you went to college, you went to school. So education is obviously important to you. Um, You probably have a wonderful career that you've prioritized in the past. But this year, and now that we're in this new year, this is such an amazing opportunity for you to take a step back and really prioritize. And you need to do this in a different way than what you've been doing in the past. Because one of my favorite quotes is the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. So it's important to shake it up. Um, This is where as a 29 going on 30 year old, you cannot do this alone and you need to figure out a date coach or a matchmaking company. Obviously, I would say like, Hire matchmakers in the city because we do a whole date coaching kind of boot camp before you even start meeting your matches. Right. Or even if you're not ready to do a membership, you can work with us. So exactly. That you can, can do like, yeah, you work with the matchmakers. Mm-hmm. Um, and each of the matchmakers is absolutely incredible here and they're date coaches. So they will walk you through exactly what you need to do to make these changes in your dating life. Right. And I always say that... We're in the business of getting people married. Yeah. This, this is our True. gifting. We yeah. just, we know how to do it. Yep. So if that's what you're looking for, we're, we can't wait to meet you. Yeah, absolutely. But definitely hiring help, but really looking at it like, okay, this is a project and this is what I want to accomplish, aka what is it that you want to accomplish? Is it getting a boyfriend this year? Is it like get being in not getting a boyfriend, but being in a relationship that is a boyfriend, girlfriend situation by the end of the year? Awesome. Make that your goal. Set that as your goal. And then my, what I'm telling you to do is tools to make that happen. So hiring a dating coach, um, and, and really like, I, I, I think that that's the best advice that I can yep. say. Awesome. Hire a dating coach. This is you've given um, you've given great advice. Yes, but don't don't be. I just want to like take away the shame from it and let you know right. that you're not alone. And don't let that be something that you think is a is a is a deterrent from you getting being in a good relationship or something yeah. that they would look down on you for. A lot of men are really excited to be with a woman if she hasn't hasn't had a boyfriend before and things like that. So yeah. that's not it's not it's not a problem. It's not a problem, but you do need to make changes. Right. If for you the want other person. For the other person. Yeah, for no, no, you, no. yeah exactly. you want to no. make changes. Yeah, yeah. It's Definitely. but it's not a problem for the guy. It's like right. has not whatever. It doesn't matter. Or but, for the woman. Yeah, it's or for just, yeah, yeah. Right. It's fine. Um, okay, beautiful. So let's move on to our next segment. We couldn't help but wonder. As sisters, we grew up watching Sex in the City. Now, as personal matchmakers in 2020, we are living in a very different dating landscape than the ladies once were. In our segment, we debate each question that Carrie couldn't help but wonder, episode by episode, through today's lens. This is season two, episode 17, 20-something girls versus 20, 30-something women. <sighs> Ooh. 
So what Carrie couldn't help but wonder in this episode, 20-something girls, friend or foe? Oh, so, okay, let me give you kind of the breakdown on this, Christina. Okay. Yeah, remembering it a little bit, but... Remember, and I remember watching this as a teen. And And feeling more like the 30-something woman. (laughs) Yes. I was, like, relating to the 30-something woman. I'm, like, 14. I'm, like, oh, Lord, those 20-something women. Um, But anyway, so this is this episode, They're at the Hamptons. And this was really my first kind of entree into the Hamptons um, and kind of that understanding of that whole scene um, because it's, like, the New York City hotspot during the summer. Um, But anyway, Charlotte lies about her age she meets this really attractive guy and she lies about her age she says she's 27 um but obviously charlotte's in her 30s um because he was young and anyway this is the episode where she gets crabs remember she got crabs oh, I don't know yeah I, I never even i didn't even know what crabs were but i i remember thinking like oh my gosh and I think, wait, aren't, isn't it like crabs? It's an STD. It's an STD, yeah. but it's not like real crabs, right? Oh. Like, what are crabs? I don't Probably even know. Kind of bug. Ew. Oh my God. Ew. ew. Anyway, it's an STD. <laughs> wait, I love it how I still don't know what crabs are. I guess that's a good thing a because good thing. I have never had um, personal experience. But anyway, so um, Samantha, this is also where she has the assistant Nina. And then she like fires this girl and she's like, oh my gosh, just, just, she was so annoying, this 20 something. Um, But then Nina ends up having this A-list party in the Hamptons and she uses Samantha's entire contact list. Um, But then the party goes awry and then Samantha like deals with it and handles it. So just, she's like in way over her head. So it was just really like Samantha had this moment. She went to the party and then she ended up helping Mm. um, the young 20 something girl. And then this is also the episode where Carrie has this like young admirer, this girl named Laurel. She loves, um, loves Carrie. And then she, do do you remember she like brings Carrie to lunch and then she kind of is like along with Carrie and it's just so enamored by Carrie and her life and her career and all of that um and it was like Carrie was kind of like this is annoying mm. um but then also the big thing no pun intended that happens is when Carrie sees Mr. Big in the Hamptons he's back from Paris because if you recall right. he had randomly moved to Paris um, and he's with a new 20-something girlfriend, Natasha. Oh. Okay. First of all. I was wondering when Natasha came in. Natasha's in. <laughs> She's in. And first of all, I just think that, I don't know what it is, but I feel like even r- looking back on these, on this episode and like on all this, 20-something Natasha just seemed so much older than being twenty something. Yeah, she may have. She may have been. She. Yeah, I mean the actress was probably in her thirties, but but I think that the way that they were portrayed, like the way that Natasha was portrayed, she was like on the chair of this women's charity. And those are things that nowadays, yeah, you can be involved in a charity, but it's just this different 
it's just such a different vibe. I don't know how to explain it. Like, like Natasha back then reminds me of like a real housewife in her 40s or 50s who's like on the chair right. of like a fashion gala that's doing something for like, you know, the red the red dress organization that's for the cancer society or something like that. Like that's what Nat- Natasha reminds me of. Not of like some young 20 something. Well, that's just like not really a thing. Well, but Alessandra, I actually appreciate them showing different kinds of 20 somethings because I know a lot of my friends in their 20s were just making things happen. Yeah, that's true. At that age. And, and some women who we work with are, yeah. they may be in their 20s, but they are really thriving. Yeah. So, I guess it was just the way that she was right. like, dressed right. and like, Very. just in like suits and like pantsuit vibe. Right. Like, it just seems so much older. Is this the episode when they, when she invites carried to something no, yet? no 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 okay they so we'll just have to talk met. about we'll talk about that in another episode yeah okay and then and it at the episode actually ends with carrie like getting like sick and throwing up and they had they like tagged back to when in the beginning like one of the opening scenes was of them going to like a bonfire on the beach and the 20 somethings like the girl was vomiting and then the girl's friend was holding her hair back and then it ends with Carrie vomiting and then Miranda holding her hair back which was like really cute showing that like not that like even though yes there is a world of difference not that much changes okay so having now been 20 something girls in like girls in our 20s and now you and I are both in our 30s oh wow oh god that's horrific (laughs) I almost lied about my age the other day and then Alan told me I couldn't so annoying like can I just say I'm 29 he's like no you're 30 just so annoying you were holding me accountable really really annoying whatever but anyway um what do we think about this like Friend or foe, like, do you think that there is this, do you think that there is this big divide between 20s and 30s? Do you think the lines are blurry? I think some women in their their 30s might feel a little threatened by women in their 20s. And I think that was the underlying feeling of the episode that, that sometimes men will go for this, these younger women because in their 30s, they can still go for men, whereas women, it's not as, it's not as common and not as worth it, I would say, yeah. for women in their 20-something men are Well, there like, are some oh amazing God, 20-something men who them. we work with. Yeah, who, okay, okay, right, I don't so, want to throw them right, Don't the throw them on yeah. with the best. But I, there, I just want to remind women that there is absolutely no competition Mm-hmm. And men, no competition for the future person you're going to be with. And we we just live in a very competitive society and culture. That's mm-hmm. what we are, we've been raised with. And we have to get out of that mindset that, yes, I want to be the best person I can be, but I don't have to fight off other women to for my man. And if you feel like you're doing that, He's probably not the right guy for you. Absolutely. I felt like that so many times in my life. Do you have to fight off other women? Yes. And it's, I feel, what was I doing? And even 
even at times when I was really spiritual, really religious, I, I still yeah. got in that way. And it's not... Even... Because, well, you were also caught up in the different, like, young adult, like, groups. groups right. And there's a lot of competition. competition right. Because there are, like, three relatively attractive guys in those groups out of, like, 20 and then all of the women are vying. I remember That's in LA specifically. Though. Yeah, no, but in New York, in New York too, too. When I was in right, New York and right. I went to the Catholic group there and even the Jewish groups there, because Lord knows I was all over that those scenes. <laughs> and I remember no, and I, I oh God, wait, what was my story? What was my thought process? Just fighting off women for who were well, buying. I the same remember guy. there was I distinctly remember I was at an event, and I won't say what year this was because I, I don't want to like give it away, but I was dancing with probably the hottest guy at the oh. um, at the group, <laughs> at like the young adult group that I was in, That's and he was funny. like super hot, just like gen- genuinely, and he had been talking to basically like all the other girls at the event, and then I remember just being like, wow, like he came up to me to dance. Because I was just, like, not interested in, like, I I just wanted to dance. I wanted to have fun. That was my goal of the night. I was not trying to, like, have an elongated conversation with, like, I just wasn't really, I wasn't, like, putting it on with him. But he came to me, and he had just spoken to literally every single girl at the event. So then I remember I went to the bathroom, and these girls didn't know that I was in the bathroom. But they were talking about me and they said, they were like, yeah, I feel like with blank, the guy that I was dancing with, they're like, yeah, I feel like it's the bachelor. And he just gave out his first impression rose. <laughs> How did you feel? And so I'm sitting there She's in the like bathroom. Huge bachelor fan. Oh my God. I'm such a huge bachelor fan. And I just was in the bathroom and I was like, oh my gosh. And then I walk out of the bathroom and then they kind of like looked at me and I just, I acted like I didn't hear anything and I just acted like I had no idea what was going on, but it was just really funny. But anyway, just to speak on female competition, um, there's that, but yeah, I mean, I definitely think that now being 30, um, and having been in my twenties for 10 years, um, in this day and age, I, and having just kind of jumped across that threshold, um, I think at 28 was when I started to feel like I was really leaving my 20s and I was very strongly holding on to my 20s. And I, have I said this before? When I was like 29, I probably, like, I remember I had like three days left of being 29 and I in every single conversation, I brought up the fact that I was in my 20s. Like <laughs> You haven't told me that. It was completely unrelated, That's but so I brought funny. it up. So, and I, because I really had such a huge fear of like turning 30. It just feels so old because I remember thinking, oh my gosh, that is so old. Now that I'm in it, I realize that, you know, I may need to start doing a few more um, artificial, you know, toxins, putting a few more toxins in my face to just keep it 
frozen. Um, but which I fully support, but there isn't that huge of a difference. And I think the biggest difference is just being really comfortable in yourself, knowing yourself more, knowing what you like, knowing what you don't like, all of that. Right, right. Oh, sorry, keep going, Alistair. No, I'm kind of tangenting. Okay. So please interject, but well, I do have something to say. I'll get to it, but please tell me what you have to say. Oh, no, no, no I don't want to interrupt No, interrupt, please. Okay. Please. Well, the other thing I wanted to bring up was I've heard it said from wise people that we often romanticize the 20s mm-hmm. in whatever... Oh. Younger people, older people, and she, she was actually saying that it's actually a lot less dramatic when you reach your 30s because you feel there's so many more emotions, and I don't think your brain is fully developed until a certain... 25. Well, 25, 25 is when your brain develops. Okay. Yeah. And there's just... I remember being very much more... I mean, I still am emotional, but there were a lot more fluctuations in that time. Mm. And you're really coming into your own when you are when you reach your 30s and when you get older. So don't fear it. And I know Alessandra and I said, oh, in the beginning. But it's a beautiful thing to age. And yeah. it's... It, I mean, it's... That's something just to for you to remember as well. Yes. And also, so I I think that when it comes to dating and the differences of dating in your especially early 20s, um, I think that and I even like look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, I would never even consider dating some of the guys that I had full-fledged relationships with in my 20s. Like they wouldn't even get past the first, probably even the first meeting, because I would have seen all the red flags that, that, but you have to learn that in order to actually get to a healthy relationship with a secure partner. So for me, I know that all of those relationships with all of those, like a variety of types of attachment style men, very, I was very drawn to avoid an attachment men, very just like, you know, loved that kind of chase of the guy, um, even though it should be the other way around. And it feels a lot better when it's the other way around. Um, but just all different types of guys, I wouldn't, they wouldn't have even hit that I wouldn't have even gone on a first date with them. Like if, Mm -hmm. if that I knew when I knew, if I knew now what I, if I know, if I knew then what I know now. But anyway, I also want to say that I think that fear was instilled in me in my twenties because I would go out with these douchey guys. And I distinctly remember I went out with this one guy and he was Persian. And of course, and I remember Meaning not that all Persians no. are like this. It was more of Alessandra has has had a penchant for yeah, yeah, yeah. Persian men. I, I just dated a lot of Persian guys and especially in LA, like right. there are so many Persian guys, like Persian Jewish. They don't always have the best reputation. Let's be real. Like, let's not act like Persian men have this glowing reputation for being incredible, healthy partners. Um, but there are some good got go, some good Persian men. Um, it's not all a, a wasteland of f boys. But 
I remember distinctly going out with this guy. We were at the Grove. Um, we were on a date. It was like, I think our second or third date at this point. And I was only like 25 or 24 at the time. And I remember him saying, oh, like he was so creepy. Like I, I can't even believe I dated him. I just, he was very like successful. And I just, that was attractive to me. But there were so many red flags. But anyway, so he was like, oh, like, you know, you're, oh, so how old are you again? And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm 24, 25, whatever. He was like, well, that's good. You know, you're not expired yet. And he said that to me. And I'm like, expired? I'm like, aren't you like 34 or something? Like, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, you know, like, but just like the, the, the fact that that then kind of, Sometimes people say things that are like kind of offhanded things that really sit with you. Right. And I think that that had, then I was like, wait, oh my gosh, like, am I, like, am I going to expire? Like, and Mm -hmm. that kind of put the fear of God within me. But now I know that if a guy ever says anything, even remotely close to that, like, that is amazing. Thank you so much for saying that because it is such a clear, clear sign that you should not be with this person. Exactly. So, like, if men speak in that way of, like, oh, like, women, like, oh, they expire this. Right. Great. That's amazing. Like, thank you so much for speaking that way because that shows me I should never be with you. Right. Like, that's such a definitive, clear sign to not be. So, you wouldn't even want to be with a guy who thinks like that. It's so true. So, it's, like, it's, like... There are going to be guys that think like that. Yeah, there That's will. awesome. And they should go think like that and they should go and enjoy their lives, <laughs> their lives, but they should not be with you. So yes, there are going to be people that think like that, but also you don't, you, it, it's a blessing because you shouldn't be with them because there's always going to be somebody younger. Like, you know, there's always, and so anyway. You got that, that said, right. um, that said, I think that, yeah, I mean, I think dating your 20s is is very emotionally, emotionally charged. And there are a lot of ups, there are a lot of downs. Um, and I think that in your 30s, even though I haven't actively dated in my 30s, I can definitely say that there is a sense of peace of kind of like, oh, okay, I'm I'm very blessed that I happen to find somebody who I feel has the core values of the type of partner that I should be with. And I also happen to love him. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that it's like, I can see those things very clearly. Whereas in my early 20s, I probably wouldn't be able to see these things, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So anyway, that's for me. And I think for a lot of the people that we match make. But I also think that there's a struggle in your 30s. Women can get too picky. Um, where So with women in their 30s, I because I, they say, oh, well, I've been single for this long. I'm waiting it out for the perfect guy. Right. And you also get set in your ways. The longer you're single, you get set in your ways. So you need to make room Um, And there needs to be that understanding that your life, even though you've created it in the way that you want it to be, um, if you desire to be with a partner, if you desire to be with somebody else, you will have to change your life. You just will have to. Mm -hmm. So you have to understand that this is a limited time that you have if you want 
to get married, have children, and nobody is going to just fit perfectly into your life. There are going to be changes. So true. So and that's, you might have to make changes in the dating process as well. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Might have to get some Botox. <laughs> but anyway, moving on. Let's go to catching up with the Contis. <laughs> and Alessandra had some Access Hollywood. Oh my gosh. Um, <sighs> action. So much. We got to see that last night on Monday night. On, on was this the first time PM. you watched? I think it's the first time I've seen it live. live. I've seen it on. You've shown me the videos and things like that, but we did get to see it. And Austin got to see his Aww. auntie on TV. But no, you've seen other things though. No, I've live. seen you. You've seen me on TV, like CBS yeah. Oh, I've, no, no, no. And I've seen, the truth never and, mind. Yeah. I've seen at the office TV too. Yeah, like yeah. I'll turn it on and when it, when it's happening. Right, and then when you weren't yeah. there, I would do it anyway. Oh, you did? Yeah. That's so nice. <laughs> oh, thank you, Christina. But anyway, yeah. So I've done just so many tapings for Access Hollywood coming up. And so, yeah, there was one on Monday. There's uh, allegedly supposed to be another one on Wednesday about TikTok dating relationships, which was definitely a departure for me because I knew nothing about TikTok. Now I know everything. Um, And yeah, and then there's another segment that should be airing pretty soon because it's about politics and like relationships and politics. Um, But yeah, I've, I really, my favorite one though that I've done thus far were my last two because it was, I wasn't like looking at my notes. I was just purely giving my opinions, which is what I always strive to do. So yeah, so much Access Hollywood fun. And I always try my best to post them at matchmaker Alessandra Conti on Instagram. But yeah, that's really my update. And I went, um, on a personal note, we went, it was one of my girlfriend's birthdays. And you guys, if you are in LA and facing kind of the lockdown that we're still in, which by the way, yes, people, we are still in lockdown in LA. Um, restaurants are still closed. Um, generally, everything is pretty much still closed, but we're just living our lives as normally as possible. Um, but anyway, so... Um, I went to a birthday at Mount Baldy, which is, have you ever heard of this place? Yeah. Did I tell you this? That no. I even did this? No. Oh my gosh. So Mount Baldy is this ski resort and um, it, yeah, it's basically like this mountain of, it's like these snow mountains. And so we went tubing for one of my girlfriend's Where? birthdays Where for Christina's it? birthday. Um, it's in, it's only an hour and a half away. Uh-huh. And it's like on this, it's the nearest ski resort to LA apparently. And we went tubing. So it was so much fun. It was like in the snow and we took the ski lift up and it was just so romantic and just so fun. And it was a small group. It was just four, four of us or six. I don't know. It was a very small group. Um, but yeah, really, really fun. Highly recommend. Nice. Yes. So that's catching up with me. And catching up with me, it is Austin's fourth month anniversary today, oh. the nineteenth of January. Well, and you'll you'll be listening to this later on, but yes, maybe a few days after. But that's exciting. And we went to I went to one of our actual favorite date spot locations now, yes. which is Underwood Family Farms. We went yesterday. There were so many adorable animals and donkeys and. <gasps> Shout out to one of our listeners who loves donkeys. Oh my gosh, we have a listener that loves donkeys. Mary. Oh oh my gosh, we do! Oh my gosh, and she's literally the most 
incredible person and she wants to have a donkey sanctuary yes and we fully support it and we'll be like you know early early investors <laughs> oh yes. goodness so that's my update but thank I'm you like, so much like, doggies. oh no, of course yeah i know i course. could have said her name but i, I know it's fine it's fine of course Thank you so much for listening. We have yes. a blast with you every other week. And then the weeks when you're not when you're not listening, go on Matchmakers in the City pot um videos on YouTube. YouTube, exactly. And we're no longer like videoing podcasts. Every, right, right. Because we there was a time period when we were videoing the podcasts. We're not doing that, but instead you're getting fresh content that's different at the in on the YouTube channel. Thank you guys so much, and we will talk to you all in for listening to Dating in the City. For more information on how to be matched by one of our matchmakers, visit www.matchmakersinthecity.com.